DJ here. Let's talk about a skill that everyone in the Air Force Reserve and Air National Guard should have. In addition to being able to read your, your leave and earnings statement, or LES for short, everyone should be able to understand their retirement point statement. This will not be an in-depth episode, so don't worry. Uh, also, to keep from constantly repeating Air Force Reserve or Air National Guard, I will use the term Air Guard throughout this episode. But why, DJ? I'm just going to be in the Air Guard for a little while and then get out. Well, this point statement tells you a lot more than just what your pension will be if you serve 20 years in the National Guard or Reserve. It also tells you about whether you're eligible for other types of benefits. There will be a separate episode on that topic later on, by the way, on other service benefits. For now, let's focus on retirement and pensions. Let me say from the outset that this episode will be a lot easier to understand if you have your very own point statement in front of you. I don't mean some generic one, I mean yours. If you do not have one, be sure to ask your full-time staff at your unit for a copy. They should be able to either pull it themselves or get a copy from Army Reserve Personnel Command, correction, Air Reserve Personnel Command. It is also possible for you to find a copy in your electronic record and for you to pull a copy of this yourself from either the MyPERS website or the VMPF website. I will post instructions on how to do this in the resources section of this episode. You will need a common access card or CAC to access MyPERS and VMPF, by the way. The point statement for the Air Guard is called an AF Form 526. It displays your retirement points from top to bottom from the earliest retirement year down to the last one completed. If you're familiar with the old show Dragnet, it is just facts, ma'am. And that is what we're after in this game, the facts. I will also put a link to the, a link in this episode to a handy how to read guide which should be useful to you. I'm going to be using this guide as the basis for my talk in this episode. It's very useful if you put it side by side with your point statement. It really helps you figure out what's going on. If you don't have a copy of your own statement, even though it's not the best, I will give a copy, a sample copy of a point statement in the resources section, and hopefully that will still help you gain an understanding of this important document. By the way, your actual point statement is several pages long. The How to Read Guide has condensed the sections into one page, so Keep that in mind when you're looking at your own statement. The first relevant section of your point statement, called Summary Information, is on the left-hand side and shows some pertinent information about you. Among other things, you will see your name, address, personnel accounting symbol, a code identifying your unit, 
your retention slash retirement date, the start date of your anniversary year or retirement year, and your total creditable service for retirement purposes. That's simple enough to understand. To the right of summary information is another block called Last R&R Year Points Earned. This is a quick reference area showing information about your most recently completed retirement year. From top to bottom, it shows the start and end dates of that year, the total active duty, inactive duty, and distance learning points, as well as membership points. Next, you'll see the sum of all points for that year and the total number of creditable points. More on the creditable bit in a moment. Finally, you will see the status of that last year. Was it a satisfactory year or not? If you see nothing but zeros, it was not satisfactory. The satisfactory year will be displayed as 010000. Anything else is a creditable partial year. Let's move on to the line that states all points earned, or the section rather. This is a detailed history of the active and inactive points earned during your service. The first thing you will see is a list of type duty codes, or TD codes, this will be useful in understanding the information below. So the first two columns underneath type duty codes are from date and to date, or through date. After that is a TD code and the number of points earned from the from and through dates. For example, if we look at the first period shown on the How to Read Guide, we see from date 10 September 2000 through 10 September 2000 as the through date. The TD code is 7 and the points earned for that period is 2. We know that a period of duty began and ended on 10 September 2000. When we look at the TD codes list, we see that 7 equals paid active duty. In other words, a drill period. Correction, paid inactive duty, a drill period. The points column tells us that two retirement points were earned that day. Below the all points section, we see service history. This is a very busy but informative section which summarizes every year of your service. The first entry should be the time at which you first joined the military in any capacity, be it delayed entry program before going on active duty or an ROTC cadet or enlistment into a reserve component. Entries in these columns are usually, but not necessarily, one-year increments. Whether or not you see a full year will depend on whether or not you had a break in service. Now let's move on to the meat of this lesson. After the from and through date, we have the AD column, Alpha Delta. This displays the number of active duty points, such as your annual training or mobilization, uh, that you've earned for that period. 
the only limit to active duty points, by the way, is the number of days in a year. The next four columns across the top of the headers only are IDT, ECI, IDS, and MBR. Phonetically, that's India Delta Tango, Echo Charlie India, India Delta Sierra, and Mike Bravo Romeo. The IDT, or Inactive Duty Training Column, shows you the drill points earned during that given time. The ECI, which stands for Extension Course Institute, column shows the number of points you earned from the completion of military distance learning courses. This number is actually the total number of hours of courses divided by three, since you get one point for every three hours of correspondence completed. The next column, the IDS, or Inactive Duty Status column, actually shows points earned from funeral honors details. While this is technically another type of inactive duty training point, it has special treatment. More in just a moment. This is to encourage people to participate in funeral honors details. Lastly, the MBR column shows how many membership points you earned during this period. You can earn up to 15 membership points for each full year in a reserve component. Now let's do a little experiment. Look at your point statement and add the number of points from IDT, ECI, and MBR on a particular line. And now let's consider the following. There are maximum inactive duty training points you can earn during a year. And each year is different as you heard in a previous episode. So from 1946 to September 23rd, 1996, the limit was 60. From 24 September 1996 to 30 October 2000, the limit was 75. From 31 October 2000 through 29 October 2007, the limit was 90. And on 31 Correction, on 30 October 2007, up to today, the inactive duty training limit is 130. So, if the total number of points that you added up is greater than the limit for that time frame, your points will be reduced to that maximum number. Now, notice I did not include IDS in that number the funeral honors points. While IDS points technically are another type of inactive duty training point, they are not subject to the limit I mentioned earlier. In other words, they're treated like active duty points. This is to encourage people to participate in funeral honors details. Now let's go all the way to the total line. Here you will see the total number of points you have earned for each category of point, inactive duty training, correspondence, etc. Keep in mind that the year in which you are currently serving will not appear complete until you finished out that year and then the points will be added to your totals. 
If you separate from service, that line will also close out. The next column, retire, shows the number of points earned or the points remaining after those limits I mentioned have been applied. Only this column will be used when computing what your retirement pay will be. Now we come to the satisfactory service column. If the time frame is a full year, then and you have at least 50 points, then that year will show a 010000 in that column. If the time is less than a year and you have enough points prorated from 50 for that time to count, you will see however many months and days are creditable. If you have a full year and less than 50 points, you will see all zeros. This means that particular year, while it counts for pay purposes, will not count for retirement purposes, and you'll have to serve another year to make that up. Now let's go down to the total points accrued through line. Here you'll see the total number of points you've earned from active duty service, inactive duty, and all the other columns that were described above. Let's assume that you're currently serving and your total creditable service equals 19 years, 11 months, 15 days. This does not mean that you only need to serve 15 more days in order to have 20 creditable years. Remember that what's on your LES and what's on a retirement point statement are related but not the same in many cases. So showing 20 years on an LES is not the same as having 20 years for retirement. So the retirement points database only recognizes complete years. So if you had a break or any other reason to have a partial year showing on your statement, you'll need to complete 20 full years before the points database will deem you eligible. And at that point only, can a notice of eligibility for retired pay be issued to you. On another topic, if you have service which qualifies for reduced retirement age, you will need to do some record keeping in order to claim that eligibility. Unlike the point statement in the Army National Guard, your point statement does not reflect eligibility for reduced retirement age and does not break your qualifying active duty periods into separate entries for easy accounting. You will need to keep the following documents in order to claim your eligibility for this benefit. You will need your active duty orders, the qualifying active duty, all amendments to those orders, your release from active duty order, if there is a separate one, and your DD-214 for all qualifying periods. If you don't have those, then there is a likelihood you will not be able to claim that reduced retirement age benefit. A retirement services officer from any reserve component, and many on the active side, should be able to assist you in determining what your retired pay eligibility date should be. If you do not have qualifying periods, then your retired pay eligibility date will be your 60th birthday. The last section 
that we will cover anyway is current R&R ECI points. This shows a breakdown of all the distance learning courses you have completed. It shows the date the course was completed, the course and volume numbers, and the points you earned from that course. The rest of the statement is a list of terms and definitions which are useful in understanding the acronyms used on the statement. I will post that list as a separate document in the resources section of this episode. Well, hopefully that was easy for everyone to understand. If not, please comment below and let me know what was confusing. I will be glad to answer any questions you may have. As always, thank you for being part of this audience, and thank you for your service.